Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey guys, my name is Jackie Zabrowski. And I'm Holden McNeely, and we are so excited to announce Page 7 at Wizard of the Bruiser live! Los Angeles, we are coming at you December 11th at 8pm at the Regent Theater. And then we've got some Midwest dates in early January. That's January 9th in Chicago, Illinois at Lincoln Hall. We've got the Crowfoot Ballroom in Pontiac, Michigan the very next night on January 10th. And on January 11th, we will be rocking the Pabst. And that is going to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I can't wait to eat a bunch of cheese curds. Come freeze with us. Get tickets at lastpodcastnetwork.com slash p7live. Again, freeze with us. Every ticket can be bought at lastpodcastnetwork.com slash p7live. Can't wait to see you all there. Bye. I want to read a book or see a movie, listen to a song, but nothing that's out there right now. Something a little kooky. (laughs) Something kind of weird. Let's just go down this hole and see what I can find. Whoa. So much knowledge. (laughs) We're talking off the beaten path. That's right, baby. We're talking your underground bullshit today on the brighter side. I like weird shit, Amber likes weird shit, Eddie likes weird shit. We're like, hey, we should fucking talk about it because we all like weird shit. Yeah. Because, I mean, pop culture's cool. It's great. I like going to Disneyland. I think it's wonderful. But at the same time, there is so much shit that no one has ever heard of that is unbelievable and leads to great things. That is what we need to be checking out. Rambo. Oh, we got a dog in here. Rambo's joining us today, and he's just scratching at the carpet like an asshole. (laughs) He likes to think that he can make a better place for him to sleep when he scratches at it a bunch. Do you think he thinks he can scratch his way down to the bottom apartment? I maybe dig a hole. It's possible. So if you hear some weird noises, that's just Rambo trying to find a better place to sit. (laughs) Here, I'll give him a little treat. Here, good boy. Yes, I love you, Rambo. Yes. You used to be outside cold. So here's the thing with the lists is I was thinking like, I don't even know what would be. I I don't think my stuff is underground. I think it's more like it's really good Mm -hmm. and it should be more people should know about it. Yeah. You know? And it's just like forgotten, underrated, you know, that type of shit. 
stuff that you don't normally think about you know my, not, yeah my stuff is just stuff that you want to watch and read while literally underground <laughs> like the mole people documentary you should check it out oh man when they burn that mattress on fire that's a fucking fun one yeah so it's, it's basically what we're saying is you, you, you need to go and work past the norm don't just you know look at the the trending shit you gotta look at other stuff too because otherwise i mean you probably already do because you're let's face it you're listening to this podcast so you know like so i know that you're probably you're interested in finding some other shit so we got some suggestions for you also what we've done underground in ways we've worked with other people uh, you know, putting on your own shows, putting on your own festivals, and like what that means to Oh, us yeah. Nobody well. would cast me in New York, so I just made my own stuff. How'd you do that? I found, uh, well, I wrote the scripts, and then I would just do stand up, and then uh, film people would contact me, and they'd be like, I want to work on something with you. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, well, lo and behold, I've got this script. And they would be short, like three minutes max, but it would be like, I can point to bodies of work and say, I did that. Yeah. No, it's very good to do. And it, that kind of thing is easy to do if you're inside, like, New York, New York. or Los Angeles or Chicago or Atlanta. But even if Atlanta. you're in, in Louisiana, I was making my own stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's you know? the thing. You have to remember, if you got a camera, you could be weird. And now with the age of YouTube and shit, anyone could be a fucking star. Anyone could, like, catch on their thing. And you and going down YouTube rabbit holes is, I want to say, almost anyone's favorite pastime. Oh, that's my oh, favorite. Yeah. Yeah, what do you do? I know you love your YouTube rabbit holes, Amber. We've talked about this before. What are you looking up these days? A lot of what I look it up now is like spooky stories people tell, and mm-hmm. it's just like she walked into the basement, click, 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 and the door opened. <laughs> or like um, somebody will go on Reddit and ask a question, like blind people have read it who got their, or sorry, deaf people have read it who got their hearing back. What are some things that surprised you? Whoa. And somebody said, I thought your eyes opening and closing would make a sound. Really? Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, no. Not, it's not strong enough. Not strong. They don't <laughs> make that sound. <laughs> but then they had uh, potato chips and they freaked out. Oh, because they didn't know that it would just start so crunchy. The sound, yeah. Oh, man, deaf people. We got to get them up. I'm glad they got the hearing back. That's so crazy. You know what always makes me cry like 100 times out of 100 times? What? When you watch those videos of colorblind people putting on uh, glasses that make them see color. Oh, Oh, yeah. So they're woke now? Oh. (laughs) Wait a second. You mean I was being an asshole to this guy the whole time and he was white? (laughs) No, but uh, have you ever watched those videos? Yeah. They're so emotional. I love them. They see their daughter for the first time in a new light. Yeah, like they just put the glasses on and they literally like fall over and just start crying because they had no idea what color was. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's unbelievable. It just, they break my heart every time. So is everything in black and white with them? Yeah. Like a dog? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Colorblind people exist. It's all like greens and browns and stuff like that. That's wild. Norm MacDonald has one of my favorite jokes. Roses are gray. Violets are gray. Daffodils are gray because I'm a dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I I mean, he's the best. I love love Norm forever. (laughs) I remember when Murderfist was just starting out in New York and we were trying to figure out like what we're supposed to do. Even in Tallahassee, like we really like we took it in our own hands and we made our own bullshit. 
you know, like Tallahassee, the school wouldn't let us do a show. So they wouldn't let Murderfist do a show at the school. Yeah, All right, you pussy lickers. We ended up doing one at the show eventually. But what we did first to get like the teachers on board and stuff like that is we went off campus and we found a a gay bar named Brothers that let us put up a show. And we did a weekly show there. We did uh, one week would be sketch and the next week would be like stand up and improv. And we'd rotate. And then every week, every sketch show was a brand new sketch show. Oh, and it was it was a great way to do it. And that's how we got tight. And that's how we got to know each other. That's how me, Henry and Holden and Jackie and everyone we and John Moreno. We like that's how we bonded. And we were able to, like, just create our own thing. And the next thing you know. It just started being so fucking popular. We had over a hundred people at every show. That's great. It's Tuesday nights at a gay bar. I got my, you know, my jock friends coming. You know, it's crazy <laughs> what ends up what ends up happening. Didn't you say you were hanging out with two friends and somebody called them the F word and oh they like chased them down and it hit was, them? It was actually very funny. We were outside of Brothers and it was like the two like biggest, toughest dudes I know, uh, Byron Boldrini and Frank Rebel. And they're just like Bro bros. And we were outside having a smoke. And then some dude uh, pulls up and he throws like a can at us. And I'm going to say the word, even uh, just because the man said it. Just the F word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, F words. You know, like, he's like, fuck you, motherfuckers. And then the two dudes, for the first time ever, saw hate directed at them it was actually great and they stood up they threw a bottle at the car broke the window and they took off it was the two biggest dudes just three including me stood up and just like they were like oh fuck what did we do <laughs> <laughs> instant which karma is, which is great because now they just like are scared of gay people <laughs> because they're like they're like oh man they're gonna kick our fucking ass because yeah. they're gigantic <laughs> you know but like it's but the, you know and so stuff like that will happen out of it but you can create your own thing. And when Murder Fist first went to uh, New York, when no one would book us in their comedy festivals, and the New York festivals, the Chicago festivals, we didn't know how to break through and start making credits. So we're like, fuck it, let's make our own sketch comedy festival. So we hit up this place, this theater in Brooklyn. We took it over for a weekend and we put on a two day comedy festival. We closed out both nights. And next thing you know, we're a hot commodity in town because we're the ones throwing the festival. And we headlined it both times because we created it. That was fun. It was like hot and drunk and people were like yelling. Were you there? I think this might have been before I knew you. Really? Yeah. It was called the Brooklyn Underground Comedy Festival. We did it in 2008. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think I was there. But I remembered like, well, I'm sorry. Maybe it's doing Murderfish shows and yeah. seeing it or like being a part of. I you put, know what? I put I, together another sketch comedy festival at the Creek that was a lot of fun that ended up being like a competition too. Oh. And that went on for months. And that was just like every Friday for like two months, three months, like mm. we did a show there and that was fucking fun. But uh, that festival, I mean, we went, we put it up and like some of those people aren't sketch groups anymore, but some of those people I still work with today. Yeah. You know, we had Sean Patton on that show and uh, Mike Dobbins and... Uh, we had the um, Slicky Willie, Slicky Willie, and his brass band. <laughs> no, but uh, and then like um, 
uh, impending mustache, which ended up being Skinny Bitch Jesus meeting and Rubitalia. And like, you know, so people that we've been having on the show on a regular, you know, we I met like all the way back then. That's a good thing when you start doing your st- own stuff is you're going to start meeting people mm-hmm. and you're going to work with each other and uh, probably like create a bond to keep working with each other for many, many years to come. Yeah. yeah the the uh, important yeah. thing is to just make sure you're having fun while you're doing it. And, make, and once people see you having fun, they're going to want to be a part of it and they're going to want to come and join it and, you know, be with you on your crazy journey. And they want, and people want to be there and be like, I saw them at that coffee shop by the lake and they were so stupid. And I was like, no way these guys, and now they're on it. You know, everybody wants to know, know about that. Yeah. Yeah. My friend said when I first moved to New York many, many years ago, there was, um, this guy, one of my roommates, went to a gay bar downtown, and he said, um, he came back and he's like, yeah, so it was this tiny gay bar, this little stage, there were like 20 of us there, and this woman comes on with this glowing staff and long hair, and she just, like, knocks it out of the park. Yeah. I love that. Who is this woman? Some Gaga? It was, he saw Lady Gaga. So crazy. Wow. Yeah. And then in New York, they got this crazy, um, they have, like, pop star open mics. Yeah. Where, like, you show up. And you like had these huge elaborate costumes and I've seen them build sets and stuff wow. and it's just crazy. And they're like, they'll sing like three songs and then move and then they'll go on to the next person. And it, you know, this shit exists and you got to find it. And it's hard when you're in the middle of nowhere, but a couple towns over, you might be able to find it. And yeah, you know what I like to do is I'll go to a, a bar and ask the bartender, like what's something weird around here? And they always know. Yeah. Don't oh, go to yeah. Yelp. No. no, no, no. Yelp's going to discourage you from going to someplace weird because mm-hmm. it's people who hate weird shit and they post about, I didn't like it. It was weird. <laughs> I didn't like it. My favorite, uh, speaking of the first things we like, um, and again, I think a lot of people know about this movie, but I feel like it should be talked about so you, more. So we want to start with movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm no, just no, no, jumping. Let's just, yeah, let's just... Let's, uh, yeah, so we're going to give suggestions okay. of the underground shit that we like for you. And then we should start with movies. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about books. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about just art in general yeah. and just stuff like that. So uh, you think about, you know... Theater. Just theater, you know, whatever. Anything rare, you know, it, it's good for you. And hopefully... Um, our suggestions that are local, uh, you can you can find similar things close to you in towns that are very artistic. Yeah. 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 Just go one town over. Figure you can find it out. Yeah. There's every state has it. You know. There's Asheville. There's New Hope. You know. You're gonna find it. There's Gainesville. There's Tallahassee. Some stuff Atlanta, you can only Macon. Some stuff you can only see. You know, in places like. Yeah. Idaho, Kansas, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's a whole vibe yeah, that you would Cleveland's never see in a city. Yeah, Cleveland's got a bunch of weird shit going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, t- and then these little towns like, you know, or smaller towns are going to have cool shit too because they, they're weird. They're niche people with niche audiences. You got to go to your local fucking independent movie theater and check out some shit. I didn't know about Prince though until I was 22, 23. Things are going to escape you. You know? I don't know how you didn't know I about didn't, Prince. I had no idea about Prince. You, you had to have heard a song no, or two. No. You just knew about mud and gators. And- yeah. No idea. <laughs> because Louisiana is just, you kind of stick with your people and people don't like New Orleans. So you just never really, yeah. I don't know. All right. All right, let's go to it's uh. What do you do? Indep- you do a lot of independent stuff. Before we start giving suggestions, 
Uh, Eddie, you work on a lot of like independent theater and stuff like that. I know. I try to. Um, lately, I've been doing a lot of like film stuff, mm-hmm. just because I have a lot of friends that are filmmakers, and we try. That's an important thing, you know, what to do try you to need make your own to, like, stuff. Put to like make a small short film. Uh, well, basically, Bare minimum. The most important thing is you need people that want to do it on like a Saturday. Yeah. When they work all week and they'll have fun doing it for like 18 hours when you know what I mean? Yeah. So and you need like you need a script. Well, a script a, is encouraged. The script is probably the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh sound is probably the second most important thing. Honestly, video the first not thing very to show me that you are not serious about what you're doing is shitty sound. Yeah, and that's always the hardest to get right. Yeah. Oh, one time I was going to go cheap on a budget and was like, I'll just hire one of my friends to do sound. I have the equipment I rented, but right. I didn't get someone who knew what they were doing. And yeah. uh, the sound was... You just had to throw the whole I just project? had to throw the whole project it away. Sucks. Yeah, it'll just, ruin it. We've yeah. had to do that with Murder Fist. Just like, oh, sound blue. <laughs> Fuck. I remember one time we were, we were doing sound and there was a schmuck we hired. Uh, halfway through, we find out the, the guy's deaf in one ear. Oh, <laughs> just like what are you? Come on! <laughs> Did he charge you half half price? Oh my god! Yeah, and so you just need, and you can rent a lot of equipment. LA is great for that. If you don't, any town has this. LA, but it, it's cheaper in LA and New York. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. if you, you might... try to make a film in like Philly, which is what I used to do, uh-huh. or like Seattle, like equipment up there is expensive to rent for some reason. I guess because there's not a lot of it. If you're a student, it's much cheaper too. Right. Yeah, there's lots of student discounts. And sometimes you can lie and say you are a student. That's what we did when we filmed in Wisconsin. And we, we got a red camera, super yeah. cheap, and we like got a whole bunch of stuff that we were able to get on a really cheap budget. Yeah. And we ended up filming 10 sketches for $10,000, which sounds like a lot of money, but it's actually really fucking cheap. Yeah, and it I looks mean, nice. Nothing yeah. beats like a body of work, you know, whether it's stage or writing or film or whatever, music. It's, my, it's, it's cash in the bank. Yeah. Because even if it's something stupid and shitty that you're never going to use, it's going to lead to another idea. And like 10 years later, like, oh, remember that stupid, shitty thing we did? What if we kind of take that idea and we shape it and we move it around like yeah. this? And the next thing you know, you got a whole script. Yeah. yeah. You know, so never, never not create it. You know, even if like you're not sure about it. It's never going to be perfect. Let's be honest. That's, if you yeah. sit and wait for it to be perfect, it's never going to happen. You're never going to make That's always it. the hardest step I find is just the starting, getting up and doing it <laughs> like more yeah. than like actually doing it. Oh, my God. It's so hard <laughs> to sit down right, man. It really it really fucks with me sometimes. Yeah. But you can anyone can make shit. I know that like some people are obviously more talented. You know, odds are you're not going to be Beyonce. But you, <laughs> but you can go out there and you can. You can be Seance. Yeah, you can work. See Seance, yeah, 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 that's yeah. funny. Even Deonce has got to be good. <laughs> it also, <laughs> it'll also just improve your happiness of quality of life, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, look at this weird thing I just did. I love getting crazy. And on, even fucking arts and crafts and like, oh, and like putting it. together collages and stuff. I don't know if you guys you check out. Carly Goodspeed's collage work or Andrew Short's collage work. It's better than just playing video games all day. I've been, I've been watercoloring. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've just been like, it felt like at night, late at night, I put on like a movie. Mm-hmm. Instead of sitting there just watching the movie, I'll just, you know, watercolor something. Like I have a little really pad. That's little, beautiful. Yeah. So I'm like a crazy person with all my watercolors. Can you draw well? Um, I can draw okay. I used to be. I can't draw for shit. Yeah. I used to be kind of an art- artsy kid in like, you know, middle school and high school. So I kind of. Can draw, I can draw okay. I'm not that great. But Can you do like the cutout doll girls with a piece of paper? 
You know what I mean? Oh, like the, the oh, ones yeah, like the your ones grandma that, used to have? Like the ones that go across like that and you yeah, open yeah. it up and it's a bunch of girls holding hands. Yeah, the yeah. paper doll girls. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just Make did a sea turtle. I did, <laughs> <laughs> I did a sea turtle uh, last night while watching the Dark Crystal oh, show. Very nice. Why were you, why, what made you feel sea turtle-y? I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I like the colors. I like green. Yeah. Like, green's my favorite color. I love Is the it? ocean. Yeah. Green's yeah. your favorite Mine too. color. Really? Yeah. yeah. Color of my eyes, but my favorite color, purple. Purple? Purple. I love purple. Oh. Oh, yeah. Purple's great. I feel like I'm not, like, uh, fly enough to, like, purple. Like, I feel like that's saved for people that are, like, really, cool like, like cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can like whatever color you want. Oh, man. So let's go. Let's start talking about some underground shit, some movies. Uh, and like, you know, these are just a couple things. If you heard of it before, good for you. If you haven't, check these things out, man. Because honestly, and if you can, I mean, I'm sure any of this shit, you can torrent or whatever the fuck you do. I don't understand that stuff. But these people do need help. And I know the people who made these movies uh, are very surprised and happy every time uh, you purchase one from the iTunes store or rent it off of Amazon. Yeah. Or, or, you know, even support a local video store or stuff like that. I feel like yours is going to be a little more underground than mine. Mine's never know. What is it? We never know. Movies. Let's start with movies. I got a. I listed a couple. So yeah. Conversation. You think of some more? We'll just talk about it. We'll just talk. I like um, Time Bandits. Well, Time Bandits is cool. That's an old movie. Yeah, that's fun. It's an old. It's one of those that like people have known about it, but like I talked to some people and they're like, "What is that?" It's not popular. Of all Terry Gilliam's movies, it's one of the less popular. Yeah, it's it's really a part of the trilogy of. Time Bandits is about a little boy growing up to be a man. Mm-hmm. And then Brazil. God, Brazil's so good. So rock and roll. About a man growing up into old age. Mm-hmm. And then um, Baron Munchausen, a man facing death. I've never, I never seen Baron Munchausen. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. It's, Uma um, Thurman. Uma Thurman's in it. I love Uma. It's got all these like classic like actors in it that are like phenomenal what they do the makeup the costumes are great yeah. they have this one scene that's like they're on the ship in the ocean and these giants come to get them and it's just the makeup and the acting and yeah. you, you remember that no? i saw it on video when i was maybe like seven or eight but i do remember being pretty mesmerized by that movie it's just a wild beautiful film yeah, yeah. i do try to make some people watch it and they fall asleep because it's not like shoot em up action or anything it's kind of like poetry and it's like kind of makes fun of theater a little bit but you know if you're a theater nerd definitely check it out yeah for sure i like um a, a, a couple movies here but a comedy that i usually don't watch comedy but a comedy that i grew up with that i absolutely adore that no one really knows about it's called uh, dr jekyll and mr hyde together again Ah. And it isn't popular. It's got uh, it's the lead star is the guy who was on uh, Saved by the Bell who uh, owned the Max. It's that oh. guy. And uh, are they gay? No. Uh, basically, what it is, well, Doctor, you know, Doctor Jekyll, and Mister Hyde. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's basically that story, but like a funny retelling of it. And the the chemical that make that turns him into Mister Hyde is basically just cocaine. <laughs> and, and it's just like and it's like a funny silly drug comedy it's very crude um i would say that some of the themes are very uh 
outdated. You know, it's a little, it's a little dirtier than, right. uh, and like, they're making Polish jokes. But man, that <laughs> shit is fun. I still quote it to this day, and no one knows what I'm talking about, but people laugh. So, you know, it's just like, <laughs> what are some quotes? Oh, uh, I mean, it's just uh, when he's turning into Doctor, when he's turning into Mister Hyde, he just like starts to go crazy. He's just like, I got to, got to, got to, got to get the antidote. You know, just always singing and shit. And he's like, when he goes to like a sushi restaurant to find this one chick he's hot for, he just goes and he's just, he orders a chicken sushi, <laughs> shit like that. I mean, the whole movie's fucking hilarious. chicken sushi. Yeah, no, you got to check it out. It's completely off the wall, and it's just like an old, dirty '70s comedy. Do you see? Uh, you see I it got there? A little clip here. It's yeah. just a snort. The snort. That probably. That's probably it. Oh, this is when he's turning into that when he first discovers the drug by accident. There's a straw. Yes, and there's a line of cocaine by his nose. There's a giant powder of the of the. He wants to erase surgery. We want to replace surgery with drugs. Oh, okay. And now he's snoring. He's working so hard. He's snoring. And there's a straw, and it gets into his nose. Yeah. Yeah, you're not even looking at the and TV. He's spraying, and he's spraying the and he sprays the thing the 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 wrapper off the straw. Now he's falling back asleep, and uh-oh, now he's doing the cocaine, and he's going to turn into Mr. Hyde. And, like, rings start popping out of his fingers. He starts getting cooler hair. He gets a giant boner. And it's like, you know, this, sh- this shit, like, taught me, like, how to be a kid, how to be a man. You weren't even looking at the thing, and you knew exactly what was happening. Was I was cool. doing perfect play-by-play, that right? Really, yeah, I was literally on point. How is he seeing this? <laughs> That's how many times I watched that movie as a wow. kid. <laughs> it's really hard to find, but you can find it on um, on Netflix uh, DVD and stuff like that, and you check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, another suggestion I had is Hard Eight. Have any of you seen that movie? Hard Eight, no. It is P.T. Anderson who did uh, Boogie Nights and There Will Be Blood and uh, Punch Drunk Love and all those great movies and Magnolia. It's his first movie. And it's also one of Samuel L. Jackson's first movies and Philip Seymour Hoffman's first movies. And it's just about gambling and the trouble you can run into uh, in Vegas and uh, when you get into severe gambling debts. And it's really dark. They'll take every bit of you. Oh, my God. They really like piece by piece. And so you get a chance. Go check out like a lot of the movies you love are you got to look up that director and watch their first movie. Yeah. You got to figure out how they got there. And so, like, a lot of these people, their first flick, it'll be really dark, and it won't be as good as the shit you love. Yeah, but it's in the vein. Yeah. Like the movie THX 1138. I forget who directed George it. George Lucas. George Lucas. That was yeah. one of his, that was his, like, first thesis. movie. Yeah. First movie. He did it in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's really cool. Robert Duvall's in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that movie. And then uh, after that movie, he did American Graffiti. Love that movie. And then, then he was able to, like, they're like, oh, you can also write, like, dialogue and a fun story and then they're like all right here's a bunch of money go make some crazy shit that's awesome speaking of gambling debts so i work in a bar and right next door there's this (laughs) new bar being built and the chef comes over and he was like hey so i'm the chef at this place next door can i just come in and get a shot i'll leave you my credit card i'll come and i'll I'll take a little nips and we were like okay leave us the credit (laughs) card i have to go but he runs up a 200 dollar bill Oh, my God. Wow. And then his card gets declined because he's like, oh, I'm waiting for my check to go through. She's not going to go through this this afternoon. 
$200 gets declined. And then the next day, the owners of that place come over and they're like, so the guy, the, the, they described it to him, us to him. He said he's the chef. We fired him that day. Oh, my God. He yeah, just, he's a true alcoholic. Took little nibs. Yeah, he just kept coming in and like, like running up a $200 like, bill. Yeah, no, he, knew, he knew what he was doing. And now they have his address. So they're like mailing him and like for $200, dude. I mean, you could try, but you're that never going to see that. Fun. You're never yeah, going to see that money back that again. Money. But no, I no. can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that. People do that shit all the time. That's yeah? just like a small time grift. Yeah, you could you do never. it. You could have like t- 10 cards and go to different bars all over. All over. I mean, you can only pull that once. You'll yeah. never invite it back again. Mm-hmm. I can't True. imagine being like, oh, I can't go in there because I got kicked out. Yeah. Over $200? Anyways, mm. movies. Yeah, movies. <laughs> Another movie that came out last year. I don't know. Uh, I got I got five movies, so I figured I'd just do a couple yeah, in a yeah. row. Yeah. 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 Because we basically we told each other to come in with one, and I just I couldn't help it. I I, I got a couple too. Good, 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 good. Live your truth. Thank you. Um, Revenge. We were just talking about how much we love revenge movies, and this movie came out last year. It's called Revenge. It's about a woman who uh, is beautiful and falls in love with this rich dude, and they go to the desert. And he's got this like secluded house in the desert. Oh boy! And he leaves her alone with his shady ass friend, and they like. He tries to like R her and and then she's just, you know, and she doesn't take it. And then they like try and kill her and they like she's not dead. And then they leave her in the desert for death thinking they're going to kill her. And she lives through it. And then it's just her fighting her way back through the desert and nice. just killing them slowly. And it's awesome. Fuck it's yeah. so Sounds bloody. Good. It's disgusting. It's sexy. It's <laughs> everything you want out of a fucking horror revenge flick. It's just called revenge. You gotta check this movie out. I watched it on an airplane with Julie on our way. I downloaded it on my computer. I didn't. It wasn't available to watch on the airplane. I downloaded it from iTunes and I and I was watching it on the airplane with Julie. And it was a little much for an airplane. Oh yeah, because <laughs> people can look over and see. Oh I yeah, there's that. lots of cock in it. There's lots of bloody cock. Oh there's my like, god. You know, it's it's a. Mommy, it, what's that on the computer? <laughs> <laughs> this movie's fucking terrifying, intense. It has a great. And it, it's like it's like a B movie done in an A movie style with the unknown actors. And you would, uh, I would suggest it to anyone who likes a good violent film. I love revenge movies. That yeah. whole theme. John Wick's a revenge movie. Oh yeah, Kill Bill's Kill Bill. revenge. Just westerns in yeah. general are so good too with all the revenge shit. I mean, every revenge movie rocks. The Revenant. Rocks, yeah. You know, I love that shit. Django Unchained, I love it. Go oh, get yeah. your fucking sweet release. I saw Metalopocalypse. <laughs> How do you pronounce them? Metalop. Metal- Metalocalypse. Yeah. Ma- 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 yeah. Uh, I saw them live, and they have cartoons playing. Hell yeah! It's amazing. And a big um a component in a lot of their writing is revenge. You know, like uh, some crabs guarding eggs and then the mermaids come and kill the eggs and then mm. the queen has to go kill the mermaids and this one mermaid lives and she's like I'm gonna kill the queen and they just like rah yeah. I love that shit rock and roll and just like yeah. slicing each other open I, lo- I love revenge yeah love it yeah cause like, you, you feel like you are releasing like you have gotten revenge somehow yeah, it's cathartic like, Kill Bill is just I mean not not that it's one of my movies cause it's a very popular film that yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen but I think that has one of the most satisfying, Absolutely. unexpected endings to any, because you don't you expect it to be a certain way and it's not, mm-hmm. but it's still so satisfying. Yeah, that's just he's a master that guy. Yeah, 
My, uh, I got two more movies, but they're both documentaries, so I'll save them for a second. Oh, what do you got going on? Oh, um, I have one doc, but I have a. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, I have a. Uh, this one's my favorite movie of the last probably ten years. I would say it's called Beast of the Southern Wild. Oh, oh that movie's so one. fucking yeah. good. That's just it, no one's. I mean, you've seen it. Yeah, a lot of people haven't seen it. Quavazane. Yeah, is that her name? Uh, she ended up being Black Annie. She yeah, she was. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's a. Have you seen this one? I've seen clips and pieces. I've never seen the whole movie. This is like movie. the tale of your childhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, but the clips I've seen, she's much poorer than I ever was. Yeah. Right. Well, it's not like I like it because it's it's supposed to be. I guess the the bayou, but it's really not our world. It's like maybe like an all, another fantasy world. It maybe? does. I mean, the bayou itself is like a whole alternate yeah. universe where rules don't matter. It's in those places that you were talking about that are kind of just like places in the swamp that you really right. can't walk there. You have, you have to, to like take a boat. boat. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's stuff like that. And then it's when the hurricane comes through. Yeah. yeah. So it's real fucking intense. It's intense. It's great but it, movie. It's, it's, it's like... Uh, uh, have you ever seen Miyazaki movies like the you've seen like Spirited Away? Love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like the closest live action example of one of those, I yeah. think. Oh. And it's like beautiful and like it's almost like even though it's so daunting and uh, but it's also very inspiring. Oh, yeah. And childlike and just like it's very imaginative. Does and, she live? Um, oh. Yeah. She gets swept up in the hurricane and the hurricane wakes. I mean, wait, spoiler alert. <laughs> no. But. Um, yeah, so that actually was the director's first movie. Yeah, by the way, what and, has he done after that? Uh, he's working on a one called Wendy, which is like a Peter Pan. Cool. Riff. Um, but that uh, makes sense that he would do that. Yeah, but that w- the but it's based on a play, the really great playwright named Lucy Alabar, who's from uh you know that area of the country, Louisiana. Yeah, and she uh her plays are amazing. I saw her one woman show. Oh, nice. It was, it, or, uh, it was like here like three years ago. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, my first uh, movie because I just I love it so much. It's such a so. good flick. Yeah, I really yeah. do love that movie. Yeah. It's what you've always dreamed of. You started your own business. You have no boss. You are the boss. You are the CEO. My God. No one told you there'd be so much admin work. Reality check. Running your own business is hard, but HoneyBook makes it easy. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. It's perfect for freelancers, entrepreneurs, or small business owners that want to consolidate services they already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp. With HoneyBook, you can automate your busy work. They have easy-to-use templates for emails, proposals, brochures, and invoices. They also have e-signatures and built-in automation to save you time and get you paid faster. Simplify your to-do list and stay in control with HoneyBook. And right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash brighter. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash brighter for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash brighter. I also love plays. Like a good, I miss I miss the theater and like going to see a good play that's riveting and like just people on stage acting. Yeah. I prefer non-musicals, but I'll yeah. check out a musical too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Like, uh, yeah, non-musical. I'm trying to think of the last play I saw. I saw this play called The Humans in mm-hmm. New York mm. uh, like uh, two years ago that was really, really, really good. Oh. Uh, it was. Uh, it eventually was nominated for a Tony and stuff. And that's how nice. I found out about it. But there's a there's a great festival here called the French Fest. Oh yeah, they have one in New York too. Murder Fist was part of it. Once. Oh yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to see a lot of cool. I think the last one I saw was uh, a play about Lee Atwater, which I had no idea who that was. Yeah, and it totally taught me so much. Who is Lee Atwater? He's the guy that kind of helped get Bush elected. Ah, uh, mm. yes. He's yes, like yes, this like yes, kind of yes. seedy. Is he named after the Atwater Village in Los Angeles? No, but have you ever heard Atwater Republicans? No. Yes. That term? Well, that's what it's from. Okay. He what? was like, it, you have to look him up because I, I don't know if I could do a story justice. Atwater but, Republicans. Yeah, it was really right. good. But yeah, not a musical. Yeah, fringe festivals, they have them in, all, in a lot of different towns. That isn't just here. <coughs> but yeah. like, that's really crazy independent shit. I love you it. You know, like you don't, and also, you don't go expecting you're going to see the best thing ever. Sometimes you get surprised, and it's a mm. really off the wall, avant garde stuff. And it's because they're trying, they're figuring it out, and they're putting the pieces together. They're trying. Live a minute. It's true. You might not like the whole thing, but there's going to be pieces of it that will inspire you if you mm. are an artist. And it's yeah. different, it's something new. I really like to go on to Steppenwolf I've been there a couple times oh really Chicago. I've never been oh, wow. there it's beautiful classic you can feel like you know when you walk into places like, you can everyone's feel the history smart here. everyone's so smart <laughs> <laughs> they're all in wool coats there is have... one here apparently or there used to yeah. be one here oh really yeah <clears throat> Steppenwolf the band rock and roll great very popular yeah. that song yeah uh, that goes flirting with disaster did they uh, sing that no that's Molly Hatchet okay. what else do I got you knew that oh. um I got, let's see, one, two. I got three more movies. All right, let's talk about them. All right, I have uh, one called, it's probably my favorite horror film. It's called Ravenous. Oh, I've heard that's great. I've never seen it. Yeah. And that's on uh, uh, YouTube, not YouTube, Netflix right now. It should be. Um, It's a frontier horror film. Ooh. Dark comedy. So it's like a mix of comedy, drama. What's What's it about? It's about... I don't want to spoil too much, but it's Guy Pierce. Okay, I love Guy uh, Pierce. David Arquette. That dude's been in some fucking wild shit. Yeah, yeah. It's I would say it came out the early two thousands, um, late nineties maybe. Uh great soundtrack. It's all like bluegrass, like, you know, mountain music. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um and it's great because it's about like this this uh military base <laughs> on the edge of uh California. It's all snowy and this this guy comes the stranger and like it's just like this some cannibal it's like a cannibal story but it's not really gratuitous it's just yeah. very nice. very good uh the guy from once upon a time that plays rumpelstiltskin ama- amazing actor uh-huh. robert carlisle he's he's the villain okay it's so good i, I can't recommend this movie enough uh, ravenous you i know don't watch a, it yeah. you know what's a, another good low-key guy pierce movie the proposition never seen it oh my god it's this director i really love named john hillcote he did the road and uh, mm. uh lawless sad. and uh yeah he's a sad movie they but it is, it's an australian western oh wow and it is it is intense <laughs> danny houston um the what's danny the, houston's one of my yeah, favorite ray actors. winstone uh is ray. the is the main uh is the main uh cop wow and uh guy pierce is the is the is the outlaw that one of the head the head outlaw is playing both sides love it and it is unbelievable incredibly violent samantha morton uh it's like the kind of movie you watch you're like i guess that's the best that could have turned out (laughs) (laughs) lots of sad violent movies that are our favorite lists well i have a i have a happy one let's hear it it's called penelope 
Oh, I've heard oh, yeah? of it. I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, with Christina Ricci. Oh. What's uh, that about a little girl discovering life? It's about a girl that was born with the nose of a pig, a rich girl. Uh huh. And it's just about her. Like, her parents are well meaning, but they hide her away. Mm. She's like a wealthy girl. Um, it and it's like a sweet tone. It's a sweet. Oh, it's a sweet movie. Lala like getting locked yeah, in the yeah, basement yeah. again. Reese Witherspoon's in it. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is in it? A lot. Peter Dinklage. Oh, cool. It's a great movie. It's it's probably on like Netflix too. It's, so it's, at the end, does she? Does the world learn to love her and her pig nose? Well, you'll see. Does she sniff out a problem? <laughs> I want you to watch it. Okay. <laughs> you know what's another good Peter Dinklage <laughs> underground <laughs> flick? The Station Agent. That was what put. That that's one. what put him on the map, and it's just like about. Honestly, it sounds like the most boring thing you'd ever heard, but it's about Peter Dinklage uh, as a as like a dwarf in a small town, and he's obsessed with trains, and he, <laughs> and like and he like and he, but he doesn't he has, doesn't know how to talk to people. He doesn't want to be around anybody, and he eventually just learns how to have friends. Wow. And, it's, and it's like and it's such a heartwarming, great story. <laughs> you got to check it out. I saw that in Whale Rider back to back, which are both oh. great movies. People who like trains are very strange. I tell you the strangest store I've ever been to in New York City. I walked into it. It's mm-hmm. in the middle of um, Midtown, like right where all the businesses are. And it's a little train store, and they've got little trees and little people and little parts, and it's very expensive. Yeah. I'm talking like 50 bucks for a little person. To it's put an expensive on. hobby. It's a yes. And then oh, these men God. are just talking about it, like all about the trains the, and the grass that yeah. they're going to get for their thing. My uncle likes trains, and then my ex's father likes trains. And Do they, they have bro- model trains? Yeah, like you'd go to the basement and they have like a whole. And they still like Gomez and the Adams family was the same way. Yeah, I realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bobby Baklava yeah, from uh, Sopranos. Yeah, he was in the it must trains. be like a thing. I don't know. I, Dudes are in a train. I, I mean, might hit that tr- train yeah. thing when I'm I went older. to a train uh, exhibit in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, last Christmas because Julie's nephew is really obsessed with trains, but he's you know two. Right. And uh, and so we went to this train exhibit and it was fucking cool man that is cool i have i used to have a band called tuesday off in the gang and one of our songs was i like trains mm, nice. i like big change tiny trains orange trains purple trains weird trains lonely trains those are the kind of trains that i like <laughs> <laughs> gotta get on Love this good, train good train song gotta get on this train chugga 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 choo choo what was that song you used to do uh that was it that's i like trains oh you, you just put it in a different video yeah we had that one play hard to get and uh, flirting with the wind nice. <laughs> that's amazing i remember i missed doris mcgrudels yeah i gotta bring her back i like cat and i were talking about bringing her back i think that's a great idea the two of you together doing that always killed me yeah we should do it if you're around for christmas on uh, classy night out i have a uh, two more two more let's let's yeah we'll speed it up a little um i have a uh, one called sorted lives What's that? It is a uh, it is a drama comedy, mm-hmm. and it has it's starring uh, Olivia Newton John, cool. I love her. and um, Leslie Jordan, who's amazing. Do you know Leslie Jordan? No. Is this he, like a seventies movie? No, this is like a early two thousands. Oh, um, really? And Olivia yeah. Newton John's in it? Yeah, it's about like a a guy that's coming out to his mom at a funeral. Cool. But uh, Leslie Jordan, who's like this tiny, magical gay actor with a very high pitched voice, uh, he plays a guy in a mental ward. That thinks he's uh, Tammy Wynette, <laughs> and so the entire movie is just like him. It's so good. Um, someone showed that to me last year, and I just I loved it. And I had never heard of it, so I want to pass it along. Speaking of Peter Dinklage and a mental ward, he's in a movie based on a real life event where these guys 
they all thought they were Jesus Christ, uh-huh. these three guys. So they just put them all together in the mental ward, like in a room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then what happened? Um, they all True like. straws. And like, all right, I'm Barabbas. <laughs> all right, I'm just Jesus. <laughs> they all thought the other person was crazy. They're uh, like, they're crazy. Yeah. I'm, you're crazy. I'm Jesus. Yeah. Uh, then I have one more. It's a documentary. <laughs> Um, unless you want to save that. No, do it right now. We'll, do um, it. we'll, go, we'll move into our documentary section. It's okay. my favorite documentary. I could watch it like every day. Uh, it's called American Movie. Uh-huh. Um, and it's about a man in Wisconsin. It's like a 90s doc that is trying to shoot a horror film in his town. Oh, yeah. And it is one of the funniest. I cannot believe it's not scripted. The characters in this thing are out of this world. It's better yeah. than any narrative thing I've ever seen. You have What's to it watch called it. Again? American Movie. American Movie? Yeah. I want to check it out. As I someone who's so much. done some rogue filming in Wisconsin, it's, I feel like you're, you're going to love this movie. Uh, you're love it. Do you, you remember you what too. town it was in? I'm not sure what town. It was a rural town. Yeah, um, we did it, ours in Plymouth. It's so it's so touching and hilarious and just like moving and yeah, I recommend it a lot. That's yeah. that's yeah. really so that's sweet. it for my films. Nice. My two uh, my two docs that I wanted to talk about is uh, I don't even remember the name of it, so maybe you can help me find this, Eddie. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the Rock Fire Explosion. Um, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and basically what it is is like everyone you know Chuck E. Cheese, right? Yeah. And so Chuck E. Cheese had a competitor called Showbiz Pizza, and they their did. and their band was called the Rock Fire Explosion. Rock a fire. Rock a fire. The Rock a fire explosion. <laughs> and that's the name of the movie, right? That is. Yeah, and it basically it's about like their like mechanical band, <laughs> and wow. this one guy who collects old rundown versions of the band and now he like recreates the band singing all kinds of crazy songs like nine inch nails and shit like that black sabbath i think i've seen parts of that with you it's a really great fun movie. the poster looks amazing yeah you gotta check it out plus i was a showbiz pizza kid my dad ran showbiz pizza so it's like and it's really and I love animatronics. I love like singing robots. We should and bring shit. back animatronics. Like that's just Chuck E. Cheese is again. getting rid of the fucking band. That's, no, I saw. I read it in the news. The yeah, I read it in the news today. And they, if you don't keep up with them, they end up like. But yeah. you know, there is. Uh, they're great though. I have vivid memories of like cowering up in the tubes. Oh really? And like looking down upon them as they sang and just in I fear. I loved it. I was such in a, utter fear, just like oh. peeking out from the little like. I was pit. the kid who would like run. <laughs> to the arcade and be like the show's about to start the show's about to start <laughs> you sit yeah. on the front row like a little like meter D Aww. yeah yeah it's like everyone's singing the Beach Boys and shit if you're looking for something off the beaten path to do in Los Angeles speaking yeah. of animatronics there's a place called the the Hare Krishna Museum they have animatronics they have it's a uh, think animatronics and life size uh, mobiles so like human beings that would just like talk to you mm-hmm. and then move around and then like lights would move it feels like you're on LSD the whole time yeah. highly recommend going it's very spooky very cool I love that and the last thing I wanted to uh, plug was this um, doc I just saw called the Skid Row Marathon uh, it's brand new movie it might not even be available to get it on iTunes or anything yet but it's a documentary about the Midnight Missions Running Club which is a mission down here in Los Angeles and the judge who uh, ends up locking up a lot of homeless people just because they break the law and he doesn't have a choice and stuff like that. And he's and he's plagued with extreme guilt about it. Right. And so he wants to do everything he can to uh, help these people out. And so he started a running club down at the mission. And he, he's helping. He's like, he's helps 
people that he's locked up. Like he's stayed in touch with people he's locked up. Like we're going to get you out. Like he locks him up and he's like, all right, we're going to get you out and we're going to get you back on your feet. And then he like, this is a judge in Los Angeles. And he just, he cares for these homeless people, these criminals, a lot of them so much. And he follows their life and he gets them running and healthy. And then he starts bringing them to marathons all over the world. Like one of them wants to be an artist. So he like, make sure that the next marathon they do is in Rome. And then he starts hitting up all his judge friends for money. And then he's bringing these people out to Rome so they can run a marathon and he's going to show them the world. And when you, you give a poor person, a homeless person experience like that, it inspires them and it makes them want to do more. And they're like, Oh, this is what I can do with my life. Right. If I try and I just get off fucking drugs and I get my act together and I apologize to my family for the awful shit that I've done. And it's such an inspiring, beautiful movie. You got to check it out. Not everyone ends up okay, but yeah. uh, it takes place over the course of three years. And I've been working with the midnight mission a tiny bit. And there's such a great organization and I love to watch uh, this uh, documentary in particular highlight one of the many programs that they have there. And it's just very inspiring and touching. You got to check it out. I mean, he gets people on their feet. One of the guys ended up uh, as a film composer halfway through the movie. Then he composed the fucking movie. Really? Wow. You know, like, it's just like it's it's beautiful. The whole thing's so gorgeous. You have to see it out. It's very inspiring. Do they run faster than anybody else? No, they're, they're like... not very fast. Oh, they run healthy. But yeah, <laughs> but they complete the marathon, and it's all about you know running every day and just staying on top of yourself and become and just like just strict uh, uh, regiments that keep you in track for being just like a, a better person. Yeah, running does teach you. I guess it teaches you um, endurance mm-hmm. and strict uh, whatever the heck you just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you a better person if you run a little bit every day. It really does, even though I do not. <clears throat> All right, so you guys want to move on to like books, reading, magazines, yeah. uh, like what do you? What do you, I mean? I only got two because I'm not really a big reader, to be honest with you. I like reading the news a lot, and I'll read magazines, and I, I read about shit. I read a lot of articles about shit I'm interested in, but as far as books go, the only two books that I've read recently are uh, the last of the very great Wang Doodles. <laughs> which is a children's book that is kind of rare uh, that I loved when I was a kid. You told me about that. Yeah, and I reread it recently, and it's just so much fun. What's a Wang Doodle? Is a little creature? It's an imaginary creature. You know, it's a, I, I, it's, it's very hard to describe, but it's a very inspiring. Uh, like it, it's like uh, where the wild things are meets Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh cool! And uh, and then I I read a Rodney Dangerfield's autobiography, and I I can't suggest that more to anybody. Was it written in all just like bits? Yeah. Oh yeah, lots of bits. <laughs> and so I mean, obviously he had someone help him out with right, it. Jim right. Carrey does the foreword, and so that's really cool. But the Rodney Dangerfield autobiography is very interesting. He had a very interesting life. Uh, the dude, uh, I mean, he did. Uh, USO shows in World War II and no one got him. You know, he was doing it to silence and he's trying to so hard and his wife's like, you suck, you suck. Wow. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go do, uh, I guess I'm going to do aluminum signing. Yeah. Aluminum signing. And he did that for years and he would do it. And he would travel the the East Coast and he would do aluminum signings in different towns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And like when he wouldn't get paid, he would like, <laughs> pop in a comedy club and do some comedy and then he would pay his workers with that money you know and that was just kind of what he did and then while he was doing this he didn't realize his wife was having multiple affairs oh. and stuff like that so he left her and he's like fuck it I want to be a comedian and then he became fucking Rodney Dangerfield so that a lot of that comedy about his wife was true yes wow yeah 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 he didn't get any respect he didn't get famous he did Caddyshack at 50 
You know, so you never love, know what's gonna older, happen. You know, I love like, those old success stories like Morgan Freeman and like yeah, the people it's that get men, Gene Hackman. Uh, that is true. It's not a lot of <laughs> it's not a lot of women that are like, and she's fifty. And I no mean, one's I didn't know who Judy Dench was till like twenty years ago. Oh, but she was doing. I mean, a she lot. was doing good. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. got she, she got famous funny. later. Yeah. Helen Mirren did. Uh, yeah, no, I love it though. It's, it's great to see older people like succeed. Yeah. Yeah. It's always weird when people make fun of someone just for being old. I'm like, what do you think's going to happen to you? Yeah, what are you doing? What this are you is doing? Like your By future. then, in the future, yeah. we'll have a... Yeah. It's like mean and scary. It's always <laughs> mean people, too. And I'm yeah. like, you better smile because you're going to get fr- like uh, wrinkles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, books, I read... Um, and this, again, might be a book a lot of people know about. Because I got it for free. Mm-hmm. And I do find that this book just kind of travels with people. It's called The Prophet. Yeah. Um. It it just uh, a lot of people have heard about it. A lot of people read it. They made a movie about it. That was they really did. Good. Yeah. It was a foreign film. Oh. But check it. Keep talking about it. Oh yeah. It's definitely one of those books that um. It's uh philosophy based, and you pick it up throughout your life and read little passages, and it affects you at a different time differently. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like it's a book that you can read repeatedly. I like that it's a book that just kind of finds itself in people's hands. Like I've had it twice now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I had it once and then. I think I read it first in like high school or something and then I loaned it out to somebody and that probably got loaned out loaned out and I recently got it again and it's just really beautiful I found myself like just saying oh like yeah. being touched like so deeply mm. there was one line uh, your children live in the house of tomorrow and that's a house you are not allowed to enter Ooh, like, whoa that's heavy stuff yeah, I know <laughs> wow. yeah oh man what about you, Eddie? What do you read? Do you read often? I do. Uh, not as much as I used to, but I was always the bookworm. I was, some weird I'm friends shit. with librarian. Like oh, I, like, okay. I'm like one of those kids. Um, but uh, I, uh, growing up, I would always read. I'd always go to the library. Because I, yeah. I moved towns. I didn't know anybody. So I would just like read a shit ton. Same, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. cool. I saw, I, I read this book. Um, it was long, and it's got like the two parts. Uh, it was called the um, Bible. It's <laughs> a little long winded. But the first half was a little better than the second half. It's uh. weird how <laughs> <laughs> It's weird how every major religion follows the Old Testament. Oh yeah. The Jewish people, uh Arabs or, sorry, Muslims and Christians. Mm-hmm. Those like major religions, they're like, Oh yeah, Old Testament, we get we get along with that. Does the Muslims believe in yeah, the Yeah, they Old believe Testament? in the Old Testament, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I, I, I was, they I, just don't I, think they think God's a prophet. They just don't think he's the actual God that Christians think. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I didn't bother learning about that. <laughs> I never really read the Bible too much. I, I, grew I up, had to in school. I grew up I Christian, but I always just like, yeah, just give me the like, you know, abbreviate for me. Yeah, give me the. And that's how people stay in power. I know. I definitely <laughs> read like the kids' version, but I never like picked up a Bible and and thumb through it. That's yeah, like yeah. people told me that Moses, like, uh, or not Moses. Noah, mm-hmm. whenever he got off the boat, he got really depressed and yeah, yeah, because he was on a everybody boat. was dead. Everybody was the dead. whole world died. Yeah, and he got hammered. He made yeah. some grapes and he got hammered. And you got to see the movie Noah. That's a stupid fucking fun movie. Thing. It's a, but I like that he made it like a sci-fi movie. Like because he because like to me that the story is like a sci-fi story, you know. So and he, and yeah. he made the movie into that and then like it was great. So, creatures. Yeah, there were big creatures everywhere. Big the, rock creatures. I used and to. Shit. So I used dumb. to go to this. Uh, they went uh, to space at the end. <laughs> in uh, in Lancaster, my church would always go to this huge, epic play out in Lancaster, 
It was called Sight and Sound. You could look it up. It's still around. Mm -hmm. And it was like in this huge temple. Like it was a theater, but it looked like a temple. And you go in and it was all like animatronic animals, like for the Noah play. And like it was this epic, like it's insane. If you're in Pennsylvania, like I cannot recommend going to this thing. I mean, again, animatronics. Everyone loves it. It was just like a spectacle. But yeah. So yeah. Cool. So what are some of your bookworm books? Um, Okay. So growing up, I fell in love with this. Egyptology mystery series by Elizabeth Peters, who was an Egyptologist. And they're just, I used to listen to the audio books. Egypt's on my bucket list. Same. Cairo. I really want to go. I got to see the pyramids. I want to do the whole, I want to do the whole like Nile. Like I want to get one of those boats. Oh, be careful. Those hippos, man. They'll get you. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Hopefully that's how I go. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And I used to listen to them. Save the idol. (laughs) That would not be my last words. <laughs> Save, the idol. Save the idol. Oh, you uh, found some precious. The money. idol. Get it back to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> As a hippo like crushes your ribs. Oh God. Um, but yeah, I recommend those because they're like cozy mystery books, you know. But they're about like a a very in love couple that are Egyptologists and. Yeah, it's I. It's probably aimed for like fifty-year-old women, but like I, I read it growing up. Those are great um, books. They're easy to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, like people would make fun of people reading Fifty Shades of Grey or something, and I was like, they're reading. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my other book. Uh, it's my favorite book. It's a young adult book. It's called The True Diary of a Part-Time Indian Ooh. by Sherman Alexie, and it's about a a Spokane uh, Indian boy, native boy that grows up on the Pine Ridge reservation. Cool. Like the worst one. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's like uh, really, really funny, but really, really tragic and sad. Mm. And it has illustrations in it. And it's very, it's, I read it like 50 times. Where was this in our indigenous episode? (laughs) I wasn't here. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, right. But it's a great book by a great uh, indigenous author named Sherman Alexie. And if you like, want to watch a movie that he wrote called smoke signals oh. it's actually a pretty good movie okay um, and then i have one last book that's really fringy probably the fringiest thing i read i brought it yeah uh but it's an author named sylvia brown she's a psychic cool. oh i and know her she's on the tv she was always on montel oh yes. she's like an old psychic that smokes all the time has a really like crazy so she can't see the future to that, that well <laughs> <laughs> But she writes. This is like her. This is her first book. But she'll write books like all cat, all dogs and cats go to heaven. And she just talks about how she talks to dogs and cat ghosts all day. And oh my god! Can I, I read an excerpt on the on the air? Yeah, but you have to have like a cigarette voice. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Although until this time the mechanics of reincarnation had been a mystery to Sylvia, she had been aware of its principles operating in her life since early childhood. When she was scarcely more than a baby, she recalled being poisoned in a prior life and so insisted that her father taste all her food before so she would eat it. Daddy, eat my food. And she wrote her autobiography in third person, which is weird, but I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's it. Yeah, you can watch. You can look her up on YouTube, too, because she's funny. That's great. Can you hit me up with some like nice, sweet books? Because I just finished a book about an indigenous woman in South America. Yeah. um, uh, A woman in Guatemala. And, um, and she's not having a good time. Her family is like full of activists. And so like right. <clears throat> her mom was kidnapped and the, um, by the government. And the government was like, all right, so whose mother's this? Come out. We'll stop torturing her. But the kids knew like, no, Jeez. you're just going to kill her and then kill all of us. So they just kind of stood by and the, gov- the army uh, raped her to death and then pissed in her open mouth. 
Well, this book that I recommend is not as dark because it's aimed at kids. Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) it has some heavy themes about alcoholism and, you know, and, and, you know, just poverty and saving Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. Banks. There's one. That's a good movie. You got to check it out. It's about uh, Walt Disney trying to get the rights to Mary Poppins. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great film. I'm surprised it didn't end with her, like, getting, like, chloroformed and pulled into, like, a, a car. You know, he was, uh, you know, he's painted as a nice, he was a winner. Walt Disney. He, he won. Yeah. He won Mary Poppins. <laughs> was he a mean man? Eh, oh. I mean, he wasn't mean as much as he like. He got stuff he done. Did, he, yeah, he expected a lot out of you, you know, and I, he would fire you. Yeah. And he, it took him a while to realize he had to pay his workers a fair wage. I will wow. say that. But he did realize that uh, before he died. So that's nice. Oh, there's also, he, oh, no, oh sorry. Oh, sorry. No. Oh, there's also another book that I'm trying to find to give to you. It's uh, Dark Secrets of the Magic Kingdom. Ooh, I want it! Yeah, I read it when I was little, and I loved it. And I lost that? it. it. Dark Secrets of the Magic It's just all Kingdom. like the sorted, sorted histories of Disney World and Disneyland. Ooh. Yeah. Like, really. does he really freeze his head? No. Like, possibly. No, he didn't. He didn't freeze <laughs> his head. He's dead. He's buried. <laughs> Walt Disney's dead. He's never coming back, you fucks. Oh, man. I've been watching the Imagineering documentary on uh, oh, Disney Plus. Yeah. And uh, the first episode ends with him dying. And then everyone trying to like figure out how to move forward as a company because he was so hands-on with every aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, really. And, so, and it's just like it talks about the saddest day at Disneyland and people who work in there, just like pictures of them crying and shit. Oh, oh man. It was, that happened to me when I was a kid, but with Will Chamberlain's uh, bar. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know that one single discovery that matters most for your dental care, it's simply this, that if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with a pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush head floss and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping. So your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash brighterside right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash brighterside, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash brighterside. Quip, the good habits company. Um, all right, let's move on to TV. Uh, I only got two TV uh, recommendations. Also, if you guys don't have recommendations, you don't have that recommendation. Yeah. But uh, the two things that I thought were pretty under the radar that I really loved, and both of them are comedies, are Dice, the Andrew Dice Clay show that was on Showtime. Yes, that was good. It was so good. No one fucking watched it. It was funny. It was so funny. Natasha Leggero kills it in that movie, in that show. Dice is so human. It's unbelievable. You could actually like like him. Yeah. Like Julie liked him. You know, like that's how that's how nice he was in that. What in channel that. was it on? It was on Showtime. It uh, did. It ran for two seasons, maybe three, but it never got. It never caught steam. And uh, unfortunately, it was canceled. But check out those old episodes because that shit is fucking 
hilarious. And it's all, it's like basically Louie, but it's Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, they right. And he's writers. in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is so, it's such a funny town to be a loser in. Oh, Vegas. <laughs> you can't sit down for free in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I like Vegas. And the other show, I mean, Police Squad. It's got to be my favorite TV show of all time. Is that the one with the guy that makes all the noises? No, that's the Police Academy. That's Police Academy. Um, it's based Naked Gun is based off a of Police Squad, huh. and that's why the first Naked Gun movie is called Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. Yeah, because the show Police Squad it came out in the early '80s, and it was just so bizarre and quick. It was like. I mean, it's by the people, it's the Zucker brothers and Jim Abrams who made Airplane and stuff like that. Right. And so it's all just like quick sight gags and quick jokes and so people didn't understand it. And it only, they only made six episodes Aww. and, uh, and they didn't even air the sixth episode and it, cause it went off the air so fast cause literally people just didn't get it. That's usually how great things start. It's usually by, development. Yeah. One thing happens and people are like, what? It's yeah. just so wildly different from anything going on. And then it goes away and people are like, but wait a minute. Now we kind of like that. Yeah. I remember mm. I got my copy of the DVD from uh, Walter from Murderfest. His ex-boyfriend uh, loaned it to me. And then him and Walter broke up and I kept it. And uh, yeah. I still have it to this day. And I'm, I'm happy about that relationship was more fruitful for me than either one of them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I, I loved it. I loved it immensely. You guys have any TV? Recs? I got a comedy. Mr. Bean. Oh, I love Mr. Great. Bean. Yeah, Mr. I mean, Bean's wonderful. that's another one of those things of like oh. people have heard. Ding yeah. dong. Amber. But it's old, you know, I no, mean, yeah. like a lot of our audience is young. They never heard of Mr. Man, Bean. Got to watch Mr. Bean. Some of these What's like your favorite. When he's like riding on the truck and he just puts all the stuff on the mattresses inside the truck and rides on top of it and drives yeah. it. It's all visual gags because he doesn't well, talk. He's just so funny. He's just a physical so, humor. The guy. way he like uh, the episode where he goes to that back to school night. Oh, and the sharpens my, the pencil. Yeah. Like just the way like. So this guy is like looking at trying to read this thing on the wall. OK. Mm-hmm. Just this random stranger. And then Mr. Bean just keeps walking in front of him and sitting, standing directly in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the funniest. <laughs> just like that's why I love Mr. Bean. My mom and I would laugh over it. And we have a huge age gap and like living gap of what we've seen. And yeah. she was dying laughing. My and sister I was and I are laughing. huge Bean fans. Oh, I have. I found the box set at a, at a garage sale. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. have it. We have to watch it sometime at like a movie night or something. I would so love good. to. I would love, love it. to. Um, let's, uh, what do you got at ETV? Uh, I got, uh, Strangers with Candy. Oh, oh yeah. That yeah. changed my life. They also Damn. had a movie that was great. Movie's That's what amazing. started Stephen Colbert. Yeah, that movie. I, I remember in high school, my friends and I drove like an hour because it was like a select theaters kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, we drove like an hour north just to see the movie. That's awesome. I but, love uh, that kind of shit. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what was, you do. You know, speaking of small towns, like sometimes you might have to drive an hour, but. It's just that much sweeter. It's enriching. Yeah. 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 And you discover shit in another town. And, yeah. You know, it's so much fun. Uh, what else do I got? Uh, the cooking show, The Two Fat Ladies. Does anybody remember them? No. Yes. British, right? British. Yes. Yes. You got to watch it. I gotta, I'm they're not a big all, cooking show No, guy. no, no. They're all on YouTube. They're these two fat British ladies. Yeah. That their banter like is just so funny. Um, yeah, anyway, they're just like nipping. They ride each in a other. motorcycle, and like the one sits in a sidecar. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what I else? I do like watching old Julia Child. You ever watch her kill a lobster? That shit's <laughs> fucking awesome. She was a beast. Yeah. <laughs> she used to work for the CIA. That makes a lot of sense. She probably she, strangled people. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Schitt's Creek is kind of getting popular, but that's a. That's oh a yeah, really that's good. got like five seasons. Great show. Uh. Let's see. Um. Penny Dreadful, if you want like a good drama. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, 
the Red Table Talks is uh, it's uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's weird Facebook oh, show. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, For some reason, I watch it all the time when I'm like eating dinner. Well, she's uh, fascinating. Her yeah, spirit. And yeah, she, her and her, her whole family, like they're probably Scientologists, but they're oh yeah, they're just interesting to watch them talk to each other about serious issues. Mm. Yeah, they're like yeah. the more serious Kardashians. Yeah, they're just like they, talking about energy. Yeah, <laughs> the episode I watched last night was about should white parents adopt black babies? Ooh, it was very heavy. What did they say? Uh, uh I mean, you know, you have to watch it. Keep them orphans <laughs> uh, keep them orphans they don't get love because then, somebody else is a different race and then yeah just youtube polls uh i've been watching a lot of joker videos like just random dudes painting themselves as the joker and like <laughs> there's a guy on hollywood boulevard that does that and i befriended him because if la ever crashes he's gonna know where the tunnels are yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's one youtube thing that henry sent me down that was just like this guy um uh, Steven uh, something I can't remember what his name is but he just like puts tape all over his face and he pretends like he's all beat up and then he sings old croony songs that he made Whoa. all about farts and he's like I got a carload of farts <laughs> you know this <laughs> is the funniest fucking dude in the world uh, yeah. I, we talk about it on an old round table episode so if you're a fan of that go check it out there um, <laughs> we're gonna get into music cause that's the, like you know obviously we're very obsessed with that but there's two things I wanted to bring up before we got there and that was like sports uh, uh, if you like sports or you don't care about the pros go check out these minor league games I'll tell you two things they try harder and the fucking cheap you know yeah. you can go to a baseball game for two dollars and they got cheap beer it's minor league games with minor league prices that sounds fun you know yeah. and so you go see these small towns and they got and there's really cool shit at these minor league hockey is brutal you yeah, know yeah, like my minor friends league play. wrestling like yeah. all this shit like go like and locally like uh, I, I met a sumo wrestler. Was my Uber driver, Uber driver the other day? He's like, "Oh, you gotta come see me sumo." I'm like, "You know what? I am gonna go or fucking see you minor, sumo." Minor league wrestling. Oh like, yeah, uh, I saw minor league wrestling once. That's some crazy that stuff. That was so sexy. Um, yeah, oh, I bet. Actually, there's a funny story. There's one of my friends. His name. His name is the Bison. Ooh. He looks a lot like you. Fuck yeah, he does. And he lives in this neighborhood. Oh. So I'd I'd always think that it was you, mm-hmm. but, but it's like, oh, that's my friend. No, but that's you're that. That's just, the buffalo. That's the buffalo. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, uh, I used to do uh, in Jersey. I did a little roller derby. Oh. Oh no shit. Yeah, like co-ed, that's fucking cool as co-ed hell. roller derby. That's yeah, that's painful. a fun sport. Yeah. It's oh. not really as popular as it used to be, but it's still mm-hmm. around. It's always a good time. It's mostly women now, but. Yeah, um, just women beating the shit out of each yeah, other. Yeah, women and yeah, just scary yeah. women. Um, um, and I, you then, couldn't pay me to enter a women's roller derby. I would end up just broken and my arm. The, the men that did it were not scary whatsoever, but the women that did it were terrifying. Yeah. That's how it was. Yeah. I remember one time after a murder fish show, we went to this bar to drink and then there was a bunch of roller derby girls there. And man, that was fucking, that was a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, the partying is what it's all about. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, there's a, a documentary on Netflix. You might have seen it. Uh, it came out a couple of years ago, but it's about minor league sports. Uh, and it's in particular, this one team called the Portland Mavericks from the 70s. And uh, it's called the Battered Bastards of Baseball. And the Portland Mavericks, if you don't know what they are, brief history, is they were run and owned and coached by Kurt Russell's father. 
Wow. And they were the only minor league baseball team that weren't sponsored by a major league team. So they just played to play and they were so good. That's they had funny. such a huge following and you did not want to go to Portland to play the Mavericks because they were going to fuck you up because they had a huge fan base and it was just like a really cool thing that existed for like three years. Kurt Russell was actually on the team. Kind of Whoa. like the yeah. uh, Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was similar, but it was very minor league and very, and it was they were so fucking cool. And I don't think any of them ever went pro, but I think uh, <laughs> a lot of it has to, uh, is uh, inspired Bull Durham. <laughs> oh, Bull Durham. That's a yeah. fun movie. Uh, comedy. I talked about making your own festival and stuff, but like, I mean, just independent shows in your town. I mean, you have to support it. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of times you're going to see some bad stuff. Most of the time you're going to see bad stuff. You know, and like, but those little diamonds that you catch are so important. And when you go to these independent shows, and I'm talking about music too, and comedy and all these stuff, you realize like you're only paying five, ten dollars, maybe fifteen. Mm-hmm. You can meet these people. Yeah. Like, you know, you can like go and hang out and like they're excited. You're, you're catching them right when they're starting. They want to know who their fans are. They want to meet. They want to. I'm still friends with fans that I met 10 years ago. You yeah. know, like because like they were cool and you know it was like I couldn't believe you're into my shit and now we're buddies and a lot of them do comedy now and it's interesting and we yeah. just keep in touch and it's like it's it's something that everyone should go through and, and check out and you have to support it if you want good new shit you have to support local shit yeah and every every town has community theater yeah you know and like people make fun of it but I think it's so like magical to see like. They're like, trying their ass off. Yeah, it's so cool to see just like a normal person that has Sammy no, from the grocery store. Yeah, doing like freaking singing in like uh, Annie Get Your Gun. Like, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And like, she I love invited that. you that day because she was happy about it like, and it's excited. Fun to, it's like hidden artists, you know, people that you wouldn't you yeah. know, know that are so good, you know. Yeah, and, and random art that you can check out at fucking flea markets and stuff. A lot of this shit is better than anything you'll see in a gallery in yeah. Los Angeles or New York. Because no one's going to know about it. No one's going to find it. And you can get cheap original art. Whereas if you went to like a normal place, you'd end up spending like fucking 10 grand. Even yeah. Pier 1, you're probably going to spend more than yeah. if you just went to a local artist. Go to like a swap meet and some shit. Yeah. You're going to find some really cool stuff. Or go to Goodwill and like find some weird stuff. Yeah. I Really it's all about uh, trusting your own taste. Say something. I like this. Mm-hmm. And then just you don't have to say why. Just like I like it. I don't know why. I just do. And then just now it's yours. You yeah. know. Yeah. All right. Let's move into music, because uh, that's how we end all shows anyway. Yeah. So I figured that's cool. You want to go for? I got a fucking list. Because you got here. so much. Okay, I'll go first. And again, this is probably something a lot of people know. The Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Cobain. <laughs> uh, it is uh, uh, Los Psychos. Who's that? There is Peruvian band in the 60s. Maybe pull up some of them. They're they're on YouTube for sure. But their music that you'd play, this is one of my like kind of awakening moments yeah. in New York. I discovered them and it's definitely like a hot Brooklyn party. Um, where you'd play that. Let's mm-hmm. see. L O S P S Y C H O. They pretty much invented uh garage punk sound. But is oh, it? really? Cuz they were L O S P S Y C H O S. Wild Teen Punk. They came out with one album. It's called Wild Teen Punk. And people in the 60s were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm Peru. And the, yeah, they're from Peru. Let's and play a little bit if we let's can. Let's play... Um, I, uh, okay, let's start. Let me... Uh, Demolition? Let's where's that one at. Oh, here we go. 
love like a like a driving drum beat like this. We can just listen to the first little bit when it comes in, but it's great. Love that surf guitar. That's fun. That is so much fun. But just I to like that blast that and like a hot, imagine like you're in Brooklyn, you're in an apartment, it's a shitty place, blast that, it's in the summer, and then people just getting doing shots that was so much fun oh you hit me to another band that was similar like the that. budos band the budos band they're, they're great they're cool they're still touring and shit oh we gotta go i would love to we missed them they were you were in new york when they came oh. through oh you well. know it was a band that's similar to them that i like they're not on that list i just sent you eddie but yeah. if you look them up in napster what are they called um uh stumble bumps uh s-t-u-m-b-l-e-b-u-m-s and put on the song i wanna it's I saw these guys in the fucking subway and they rocked my ass off. I missed three trains just to watch these guys. Damn. I gave them ten bucks. Wow. I was like, this shit's awesome. And it's like just a dude playing a horn and a, it's three guys. It's a drummer, a bassist, and a guy with a horn and a and a uh, megaphone. Is this Moon Hooch? No, Stumblebum. Oh, sorry, you just said it, but yeah, okay. I, they play the song. I, I wanna w- fuck you in the ass. Since broke up because they're all crazy. Oh, <laughs> but like, it's like New Orleans music. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's badass though. And it's just three of them. It's the same guy who screams also plays a crazy ass trumpet. And you got it. They're really unbelievable. Uh, what else you got? Who else has got some other stuff? Um, nothing that fun. Nothing that fun. Well, I got this other band, Fletcher C. Johnson. They're another local Brooklyn band that uh, some of the people who are associated with the Cowmen, like the, one of the drummers used to sub for Marcus. Oh. Uh, John Doherty was also in this band called Fletcher C. Johnson. And they rock. Not that the Cowmen don't rock, but we talk about the Cowmen enough on the show. What's a good song? Um, the song uh, is Wasted Boys. You can play that song. It's very. It's almost like pop meets Velvet Underground at times. And the guy's got kind of an annoying voice, but I love it. Right now, he's on a tour across America called the Living Room Tour because he can't get booked in big venues. What? And so he knows that he's like underground. And so he's like he's like doing shows in people's living rooms and inviting people to them. That's great. Yeah. Forget about support doing his it new yourself. Album. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, no, it's really good stuff. It's good. Um, surprisingly enough, the whole the Salutations album is my favorite album, but all the albums are good. But uh, it's good music to... Um, 
fuck to. Oh, <laughs> speaking of subway artists, do you mind if I? Come no, out? let's jump. We're doing this. So Moon Hooch, I saw Moon Hooch them cool. on the subway. Yeah. I feel like that's another band people might know about. But that they've got that's like a New a, York thing. Though. Yeah, it's a New York thing. They got like a New Orleans vibe. I think New York and New Orleans have a lot in common. No, they're like sister cities. Yeah, you know, they a lot of like even Treme would take moments to like show us what's going on in New York. Yeah, even the language sounds like Jersey and New Orleans have very mm-hmm. similar languages. Hey, motherfucker, I'll your Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, you know, the Jersey is uh, Italian. Let's see. It's just like oh, a little yeah. Smooth ass fun shit. The trombone shorty. Trombone shorty, I like trombone. Uh, trombone shorty's cool, but he's not as raw as this. No. His more recent stuff's very overproduced, if you ask me. But I still love him live. Yeah, I saw him live years and years ago. You know what? Instead of this, I'm so sorry. No, no, it's fine. That's what we're doing here, baby. Let's, um... Oh, I like this. That's the music, yeah. This reminds me of a band that I was going to recommend. Yeah. A little bit. All right. Oh, yeah, this is the uh, music part. I'm going to spark a joint. So, Ed, you go next, and I'll think of... I'm trying to think of this band. I saw a band last week called Twin Peaks. It's an annoying Ooh. name for a band because you think of the TV show. They got three albums out now, and they're really cool. Uh, you can check these guys out on Napster. Uh, and by the way, uh, I love Napster. It's the way to go. Uh, Spotify is also rocks. It's basically the same thing, but Napster is just easier for me. Uh, play uh, Dance Through It, if you don't mind. Dance it's off it. of the new album. I, I, I honestly, Amber, like any chick in the world who's going through problems, you need to listen to Dance Through It immediately. It is just like, it is so inspiring and fun. And I saw them last week at the Terragram Ballroom, and they just blew the fucking doors off of the place. You always know good bands that I've never, I'm, I'm behind the times in the music, I'll be honest. A lot of not modern music, I have no idea. Sounds a lot like that Natalie Merchant song. Yeah, I'm going to do some modern shit, and then I'm going to go some classic rock you never heard of. Play this one a little bit. Feel free to talk over it a little bit so we don't get it's a cool video. copyright problems. It's well shot. This is nice. Dance through it. She danced through it. like a chill concert like yeah. no one's getting punched you'd be surprised there was people crowd surfing it this is one of their chill songs but oh. they get a little more hard too yeah. especially live Eddie play another one of their songs called Wanted You for me would you we've ended an episode with one of their songs before they're young. I went and saw them. They're like fucking 22. I was like, what, geez, what's going on here? I've never what? obsessed with anyone so young. That's oh, crazy. the song. Thank God I sparked this joint. We Are One mm-hmm. by the something brass band. Oh, yeah, the brass band. Yeah. Brass bands in general are pretty cheap. Even the more popular ones, if yeah. you want to go see one of them, they're 
a lot of times the tickets are only fifteen, twenty dollars. I love it. Always rocks. People dancing. Love it. It's like the kind of show you like feel required to go fuck afterwards. <laughs> I love this. It's my favorite song. And oh, I, yeah. It's just a that's New Orleans cool. brass band. No, that's cool. That's great. It's actually perfect because I was about to switch into some R and B shit. Perfect. smooth as shit all that new orleans shit you know like dance with a napkin type music i love, I love getting it. into it oh man. second line oh Ooh. yeah yeah where's an umbrella all right so this song earl st Clair. this song's called pain oh he plays the trumpet right i think he's like more like a dj honestly oh this guy's cool as fuck though smooth. crank this shit everyone i don't think i need any help Got this all under control. At least that's just what I tell myself. As an excuse, so I can indulge. At the first sight of pain, I'm running, yeah. I'm running down to the liquor store. This is the kind of song you grab your honey to. Yeah. And if I'm really, 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 really hurt, your honey bun. You can be queuing up the next song. I get uh, through the list. I get. Are we gonna get in trouble playing this music? Nah, cause it's all underground shit. And cleared it. We gotta talk over it a little bit. Yeah, we don't wanna get in trouble. And. You see, the thing is, you can go see these people. These are underground people who don't make much money. So I imagine they'll be happy that we're even shouting them out. But buy their records. Buy their merch if they have it. Buy it. Like, go see them live. And when you go see them live, that's when you get the record. Because all that money goes straight to them. Because they're selling the record there themselves. That's smart. Yeah. And you got the record. I like a physical copy of a record, too. Me too. All right, so the next one we've got coming up, this is called, uh, the artist is Thelonious Martin. And uh, it's a hip-hop artist, uh, Mongolian Kashmir is the name of the song. I like that sound. It's smooth. But I think it's more for me. Oh, yeah. All right. How cool is Earl St. Clair, though? All of his shit's funky like this. This is great. I do love nothing more than like laying in bed late at night and then just like discovering new music. Oh my god. If I'm paying Apple $10 a month, I might as well have like a full catalog of music. Even if I don't, I mean, I'm still going to listen to the same 20 songs over and over, but just to have like a variety. Hmm. No, I've been listening to a lot of Mariah Carey. Oh, go ahead and t- uh, take this down a little bit. It's a purple cover. Oh, does it have the writing on it? That's all. Um, 
colorful? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Thelonious Monk, yeah. Thelonious Martin. Oh. Not Monk. Thelonious Monk is a great jazz musician. Yes, he is. Yes, this is... uh, Here we go. Yeah, this dude's hip-hop. He's just smooth. I hope y'all twist the one up. Because we got Thelonious Martin in the house. (laughs) And he ain't wearing nothing that's dirty. He ain't wearing nothing cheap. (laughs) He's just wearing straight Mongolian cashmere. Yo, that's some nice material right there. What is that? It's real smooth. (laughs) I feel like my music seems so lame. I like this. Mongolia. Yeah, I'm just like, I like Dolly Parton. (laughs) (laughs) Dolly's great. This is, my um, music is so diverse, weirdly. Like, I have Pantera and I have... Mariah Carey. Yeah, the same way. It's all what makes you happy. This dude's smooth as fuck. I love slow hip hop. I don't know a lot about hip hop, I'll be honest. This next person is very similar to them. Tanya Morgan. The song's called Exit Through the Gift Shop. It's called The album is called Abandoned Theme Park, so obviously I was drawn to it. <laughs> but it's fucking as a Florida baby. Yeah. Tanya Morgan, get into it. The album is really pretty. It's pinks and blues and nature. Yeah. Also, go to an abandoned theme park if you ever get the chance. There's oh, one yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah, there's a lot of fun. I was driving through the woods in uh, Louisiana and I saw this like old abandoned like children's thing. They said fun times. Yeah. And uh, my mom was driving. I wanted to pull over, but she didn't. Oh, well. End of story. (laughs) But that's also probably why we're not dead right now. All right. Take it down, Eddie. I got a couple more things I want to talk about music wise before we uh, quit this shit. I got a couple too. Hell yeah. yeah. Is this uh, the last next one? Oh, you this got a cute. Perfect. So, like, classic rock is something I love. I think it's the greatest music ever made. And I've listened to all of it. And so I started to discover all these bands that didn't necessarily make it. And so this is one of them. Uh, here's a list of those guys. This is Rhinoceros. And this song is called Top of the Ladder. It's a I bad like it. bitch. Love 70s rock. Sorry, I'm singing over it, but shit, I can't help it. It's touching your spirit, Eddie. I've it's, never seen you this happy. It really, this is what I do by myself. Y'all, I'll be honest. <laughs> you said you were in a weird mood when we started, and now you're at 180. I feel a lot better. Good. All right. Okay, so this band. Sorry to admit you were in a weird mood. No, that's fine. It doesn't matter. That's what this show's about. Okay. This song is by a band called Cactus, called Hometown Bust. And it's all about how like people were getting locked up for three years just because they were smoking one joint and oh. shit. Wow. And so that's what this song's about. And it's if you listen to it, it just who needed. It's just like very peaceful. And then and it, it fucking hits. 
my friends are getting locked up. I discovered this when my friend went to jail went to jail for a long time. And we still people have have people in jail for marijuana. Absolutely. Damn. And there's people out there making millions. Oh my god. Me feels Oh here it comes. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> Why do they have to put my friends in jail? Why don't they lock up walk in peace? Yeah. Why don't Sorry, I woke up Rambo. You're excited about this song. All right, next one's Blue Chair, Parchment Farm. Blue Chair, Blue, this band is like, we owe them heavy metal. We owe these guys hard rock. Really? This is 1967. This is pre-Black Sabbath. These guys had the greatest version of Summertime Blues. They're fucking badass. You owe everything in the world. You like hard rock? Get in the blue cheer and fucking realize why you like hard rock. Mm. All right, now it's going to Blue Mink, which is a 180. <laughs> and this is by the devil I was tempted. This is just a beautiful song. All oh, this I shit was this. made in the 70s and no one knows it exists. I love the 70s music. Yeah. 60s? 60s, 70s. I used to end Murderfish shows with this song all the time. I felt like it's just like it's a good I'll see you later song. Oh, just marching off the boat? Yeah. Actually, you know, maybe we should just end the show. Yeah. I have a couple more, but we can, you guys can learn about them. I mean, go oh. listen to Proko Haram, Salty Dog Album. That's all I'm going to say. Eddie said he had some, too. Oh, you got some stuff, I too. Do, but it's not, I mean, it, it's not as uh, upbeat. Well, say what it is. Just say uh, what it just listed so people can go check it out. Uh, Joanna Newsom. She's Fuck a, yeah. Yeah, she's probably my favorite. Unbelievable. I, I used to work in a, uh, I used to live in an amusement park. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. And I, uh, one summer, and I just listened to her and did, like, children's theater, and it was just a very magical time. Uh, Marie Sue, she's like a. If you like Joanna Newsom, you'll like Marie Sue. Hell yeah. I actually got to hang out with her uh, no last way. year. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, they're from the same town, actually. Um, she does like folk music. Yeah. Oh, I love folk. Um, I love the gossip. I don't know if anyone knows the gossip. No. Oh, I know the gossip. You yeah, know the gossip. black and. Some black and gold or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Um, Kate Bush, who I just discovered. She's yeah. an English singer. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh. Um, I like anything like Lilith Fair adjacent. So anything like a lesbian would have listened to it in 1997. <laughs> yeah. It's like my jam. So I mean, it's soulful music. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Chapman. I mean, oh. Tracy Chapman would blow your fucking mind. Yeah. yeah. That is and a true artist. Ani DeFranco. I mean, yeah. I love Ani DeFranco. I mean, yeah. of course. Yeah. Who says I can pick my ears and not my nose? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we love you. This has been the brighter side of underground shit. Get involved in your community. Go go drive an hour to go see a movie. Go to New York and go to the fucking French Festival. Go to anywhere you can. Go to Asheville. Go to Raleigh. Go to uh, Boulder. has got cool shit. Uh, Cleveland. Go see your friend who was like, maybe I might just do this community theater production. Go yeah, see that. Absolutely. There's so much going on that you don't know about, and it's right under your nose no matter what fucking place you live in. Guys, 
We love you. Be good to yourselves. Check out the brighter side. Ahmed Larson, Amber Nelson, Eddie Ewing. We're cynics look at optimism. I'm at Eddie Tunes underscore on Twitter. Eddie Tunes on Instagram. At Eddie tweeting. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Ewing, Ewing on, Instagram. on Instagram. Amber Smelson all the way around. Yeah. And uh, We love you guys. We love you, baby. Be good to yourselves. Blue Mink by the Devil I Was Tempted. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.